Welcome to AM Best Audio. Florida's legislators are considering several major changes to the state's property insurance laws in an effort to stabilize the market. Here to discuss the ongoing challenges in Florida's market is Sridhar Manyam, Senior Director, Industry Research and Analytics, and Christopher Graham, Senior Industry Analyst, both in AM Best Industries Research and Analytics Department. And Sridhar, did anything of note come out of the start of the latest special session? Uh, thanks uh, for having me, John. And uh, we haven't seen anything, uh, uh, any concrete developments right now, as soon as this, uh, the special session just started yesterday. And uh, I think uh, there's one whole week of uh, deliberations and uh, voting left in order to uh, in order in order for these uh, proposals to become promulgations and into law. So I think we need to wait and watch for what uh, uh, is going to take place. But what was encouraging is the fact that there is a special session, and this is the second special session in the year, which uh, uh, which is. Uh, uh, which uh, tells you the importance the government is fl- placing on the on writing the insurance market, and uh, some of the proposals that came uh, last weekend, uh, just before the start of the special sessions, like uh, reforming uh, attorney fees rules, uh, the time taken to file a claim, for example, I think that's a big uh, uh, th- th- that's a big factor in the in creating a huge tail on homeowners' losses. So you have roofing contractors going around Florida, even if the roof is like three years, so there's a statute of limitations of three years to file a supplemental claim. So even after three years, there are possibilities for a small uh, hail uh, hail damage shingle to turn into a full-fledged roof claim. So definitely uh, the lawmakers are considering the right things. Now what's going to come out of the special session how uh, the insurers will they uh, will they go will they trust these reforms or will they wait and watch for these reforms to evolve and season uh, uh, that's to be seen but it's encouraging at least they are having a second special session and the right things are being talked about to what extent do you think that hurricane ian is putting pressure on lawmakers to address these issues uh, absolutely i think uh, hurricane ian uh, was uh, uh, was kind of, uh, was kind of a wake up call again and uh, to insurers and reinsurers and legislators on the effect of uh, uh, climate risk so florida is dealing with climate risk and litigation risk all the other states that have uh, 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 that have climate risk are dealing with just one thing climate risk which to a certain extent can be solved through pricing diversification use of reinsurance etc but then you combine the climate risk and the litigation risk then it becomes a big problem to solve. And Hurricane Ian again highlighted the fact that, hey, there are still risks in Florida. The property, the climate risk is something that's choir and center that needs to be dealt with. And uh, it, um, the reinsurance uh, uh, market was already kind of backing away from Florida property. And Hurricane Ian kind of cemented that, uh, 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 cemented that attitude and uh, uh, confirmed that probably they were doing the right thing in terms of putting more risk-adjusted capital in other risks where the prices are increasing and they have uh, more chance to get their cost of capital uh, and returns back. Chris, there have been some insolvencies in Florida this year and Citizens is writing more business as a result, I assume. All things considered, can the state attract back some of the larger national writers? 
Uh, hi, John. Thank you for having me today. Uh, yeah, you know, to to the point about the insolvencies, you know, FedNet just filed for Chapter 11 yesterday, which is the sixth insurer to fail in Florida this year. Uh, citizens, uh, yeah, their policy counts certainly ballooning. Uh, their premium is, you know, pushing one and a half billion dollars. But even they got hit hard by Hurricane Ian. They their Hurricane Ian loss that they posted is about three and a half billion. So, you know, with only one and a half billion of premium and three and a half billion in losses from one event, they're going to take a big hit too in, in their surplus. Are they even going to have the ability to write any more uh, new policies going forward? It's getting to be really tight. Can they attract more? Well, something has to be done to do it. Right now, if you look at the five largest writers of homeowners insurance in the country, outside of Florida, those five account for over 50% of the homeowners market. In Florida, it's only about 15%. So they cert those writers certainly have an appetite for homeowners insurance if the, the situation in Florida becomes more attractive. Uh, that's probably going to take some time, though. That's certainly not something that's going to happen overnight. If you look at uh, uh, Hurricane Ian, definitely a wake-up call. Irma was a wake-up call. But then if you look at uh, uh, what happened after Katrina Rita Wilma in 2005 to 2017, there was not any major disasters in the Florida market. And still the national carriers were not reluctant to come in and take advantage of the soft reinsurance pricing and uh, other factors that might have made Florida attractive. And that tells you a lot about the litig uh, the litig litigation aspect of the state and why they were reluctant to come in in the first place. So now with Hurricane Ian, I think it's going to uh, pose more challenges. And like Chris said, I think it's a show me kind of a situation. So show me the reforms work for a long time and then maybe they'll come in, but it's going to be difficult to attract them in the short time frame. So what would a worst case scenario look like? Should we see further insolvencies and reinsurance just gets unaffordable? Chris? I think you'll see an affordability crisis for the homeowners in Florida. Yeah, if these, if they can't buy, if the, the local insurers can't buy reinsurance and they rely heavily on, <clears throat> on the reinsurance, if they can't buy it, they're going to have to raise their own rates just to have the capacity to keep the business they have. Uh, you know, that's which in turn works its way to the homeowners. Uh, how many of them are going to be able to afford such steep rate increases? You know, who knows? You, but you could see people having to leave the state simply because they can't afford the homeowner's insurance. Yeah, that I think that is is your worst case scenario. Uh, your best case scenario would probably be you know something, you know, just in general more stable that gets to resemble other states. Uh, you know, there are some things unique to Florida, like the hurt, you know, the hurricanes being the obvious one, that will make it different from the rest of the country. Um, but there should be a, you know out there a an equilibrium that can be reached down the road. Thanks, Chris. Sridhar. Thank you, John. That was Sridhar Manyam, Director, Industry Research and Analytics, and Christopher Graham, Senior Industry Analyst, both in AM Best Industry Research and Analytics Department. You can find the full report online at ambest.com. For AM Best TV, I'm John Weber.
Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.